1: The story I will tell you shortly is very much involved with a dream. What is dreaming exactly? Webster defines it as a sequence of images passing through the mind of a sleeping person. Are dreams only meaningless fantasies then? Far from it. Psychologists ascribe deep meanings and symbols to dreams, believing they are truths the waking mind does not know or cannot face. One school of thought holds that dreams are the intrusion of the supernatural into the subconscious mind.
2: Be so kind as to give the devil his due. Hell is not necessarily down below somewhere. The devil's imagination is too fertile and cunning to limit hell's geography. Hell may be right where you're standing now. On the other hand, it may indeed be down, since that's where you think it is. Shall we then descend
1: the Netherworld Our mystery drama Catch the Smallest Devil was written especially for the mystery theater by Nancy Moore and stars Fred Gwynn. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Ever distinguished can keep a shred of dignity when clad in a bobtailed, tied-in-the-back hospital gown, tubes sticking out of him every which way, while he has only the strength of an anemic flea after a heart bypass operation. Such is the ignominious condition of Mr. J. Barnabas Whitney, millionaire bank president, member of three exclusive clubs and pillar of his church. Under such circumstances, who could expect him to be anything but cantankerous? Right now, he is peevishly pressing the buzzer, which snakes out on a string from under his
3: squashed pillow. Uh, oh, where's that confounded doctor? Buzz this thing fifty times. Uh, uh.
0: Good morning, Mr. Whitney. <laughs> Happy
3: New Year. It's not happy. But I'm not happy, and I didn't ring for you. I rang for Dr. Fowler. The doctor's on his rounds. He'll be here soon. Yeah, the amount of attention I get around here you could put in that egg cup.
0: Now, now, by the time you finish your breakfast,
3: Doctor will be here. I don't want any
0: breakfast. We'll just roll up your bed a little.
3: Uh, don't want to roll up. Oh, uh, Are you in pain, Mr. Whitney? Of course I'm in pain. What do you think, Armin? Not in a very
0: good humor this morning, are we? Well,
3: who'd be in a good humor after last night? I, I quote Mr. Edgar Allan Poe Oh, the bells, 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 the rhyming and the chiming of the bells, all night long. Not one wink of sleep. Ask the night nurse.
0: It was New Year's Eve, and the bells really only rang at
3: midnight, Mr. Whitney. Now don't tell me when they rang. They rang all night.
0: Well, if you say so.
3: The, the very idea of... There. There, there, there. there. Hear them? Go, call the city, Miss Stewart.
0: Call the... Why? Whatever for? The,
3: those bells. At it again. Tell our mayor to stop that racket.
0: No bells are ringing now.
3: What's the matter with you? Listen. Hear that? Hear? No, sir. Are you telling me I'm delirious again? Listen, will you? Huh? They stopped.
0: Mr. Whitney, you must not try to sit up.
3: Don't tell me what to do, young woman.
0: Uh, 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 Now, now you see what uh, happens uh, when you sit up straight uh, like that? All right, uh, now. There, now. uh, See? Now, that's better. Just... Pat
3: your pillow a little. Don't want my pillow patted. And then I'll feed you a little oatmeal. Don't want any of that swill either. Don't don't want to be spoon-fed. Not dignified. I I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth all Mm -hmm. the same.
0: Yes, I know you were.
3: Where's that doctor? I have a good mind to change doctors. Tired of no service. Tired of that white uniform of yours, too. You
0: mustn't get all stirred up. Now, we're going to talk about something pleasant. Did you make some nice New Year's
3: resolutions last night? <laughs> Why would I do a fool thing like that?
0: Because it's the time we resolve not to do again the things we shouldn't have done.
3: Yeah, well, speak for yourself. I did nothing I shouldn't have done.
0: And resolved to do things we should have done but didn't. I-,
3: I do what I should do.
0: Well, you're not now sitting up. Refusing to eat, getting all stirred up about bells and things.
3: Well, stop being impertinent. Put that thermometer away.
0: Doctor has to know your temperature. Should have taken it first thing. Mm. Open, please. Uh, go away. Open, Mr. Whitney.
3: <sighs> oh, all right. I don't see and why don't I... And don't talk. <laughs> now,
0: I will talk instead to pass the time. Mm-hmm. Mm. <sighs> Last night, I went to a little New Year's Eve party. Mm. My, it was so cold on the way there. I didn't have any gloves. My hand... Oh, never mind about me. Mm. (gasps) Mr. Whitney, I do hope you have a good day. Mm. The very first day of the new year. Mm. I know, I know you're sick. I know open-heart surgery is terribly difficult, but just the same. Remember that nice verse... This is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. (coughs) Then, a long time from now, when you stand at the pearly gates and St. Peter asks for your credentials, you can tell him you made the most of even bad days. Wouldn't you like to be able to say that to St. Peter's? No? Well, then, what will you say to him, Mr. Whitney? (coughs) Oh, I know what you can say. You'd tell him all the good deeds you've done, how you've helped people. It's so often I've read in the paper how much you give to charity. Oh, here's Dr. Fowler.
2: Morning, Miss Woodney. Morning, Lady May. How's the patient?
0: He didn't sleep all night. He keeps trying to sit up. He won't eat his breakfast. Mm. And he's very cranky. Oh, you can take the thermometer out now, Doctor.
3: All right, unclamp, Mr. Whitney, and Happy New Year. I've had just about enough Happy New Year and more than enough of that noisy door. Who ever heard of squeaking hinges in a hospital?
2: Yeah, quite so. Miss Stewart, go send for Mike, please. Tell him to bring his oil can. Yes, Doctor. And let me tell you something else, Doctor. Now,
3: just lie down, Mr. Whitney. I said lie down. (laughs) Who listens to a man flatten his back in a dinky nightgown instead of decent pajamas? I'm treated like a jailbird in here. A sick man has to follow certain rules. (laughs) Make my own rules. Yours are rotten. Hmm. What do doctors know? Well,
2: this doctor knows your case history. Since your bypass, it's lucky your mule stubbornness hasn't killed you. You've much to answer for, Mr. Whitney. I'll outlive the lot of you. Well, at least you're being given another chance. But I warn you, Whitney, unless you obey rules, you could go off in the twinkling of an eye. What you sow, sir, you
3: reap. (laughs) What kind of a lunatic hospital is this, anyway? That nurse quoted scripture to me, and now you're at it. What I sow, I'll
2: reap. Well, it's merely a convenient phrase. Has a nice ring to it. Now, uh, shall we get down to business? Let's have a look at your
3: incision. Uh, she had a goal to ask what I'd say to St. Peter at the pearly gates. <laughs> what rubbish. Mm. Well, you're not knocking at those gates quite yet. And Furthermore, this is the day the Lord made. He didn't do a very good job.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, now, let's just have this injection, now. Eh? Blasted needles. Hate needles. Hate them. Something to make you sleep. You had a poor night. You need your sleep. Come on, now. Stop struggling against fate. Fate my foot. Ouch! There, there
3: we are. In the fullness of time, you will go off. Oh, no, stop saying I'll go off. It's a fine thing to say to a man at death's door. You're not at death's door. You're no better than those devil doctors. Uh, you have heard of devil doctors? Doctors. Voodoo, magic, potions,
2: spells. You'd prefer a devil doctor, Mr. Whitney? I've got one.
3: Ah, a knocking at the pearly gates. If it's that chaplain, I don't want him. Won't have him. He's blackballed. Go send him packing. <laughs>
4: I heard that welcoming speech, Dr. Fowler. (laughs) Same old story, I'm afraid,
2: Chaplain Peterson. He still won't see you, I'm sorry. And so am I.
4: Not for my sake, for his. Yes, too bad. You've cooled your heels out here every day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. To paraphrase, it's harder to get into Mr. Whitney's room than a rich man into heaven. Looks as if I'll be here till kingdom come.
3: Stop gabbling over there. I pay for medical services, not
4: Sunday school social. Hello, Mr. Whitney. Happy New Year. You sound fine today. Don't try to butter me up. Mealy-mouth talk won't get you
3: in here either. Well, I'll be on my way then. See you tomorrow. No, you will not. And I don't mean I'll be dead either. I mean I don't need any sermons
4: or Happy New Year either. Out. Well, Doctor, many are called, but few are chosen. Uh, Goodbye now. (laughs) (laughs) Better luck next time, Chaplain. Confound it. Confound it. Why don't you oil that door?
3: Sounds like a basket of kittens. Oh, just calm down, Mr. Whitney.
2: These outbursts are not good for you. You heard me send Miss Stewart for the
3: handyman. I give the devil his due. Many are called for, but few, few... Many... What's the matter with me? Can't remember. Everything's all misty. Hmm. Sedation is taking hold.
2: Well, here's Miss Stewart back.
0: And Mike will be along as soon as he fixes a stopped up sink.
2: Our patient is about to sleep. Oh, good.
0: Mr. Whitney, I'll be right here the whole time if you need me.
3: I don't need you. Not here. Pearly Gates, maybe. Yeah. Here, you talk fiddle-faddle. Up there, maybe you... You... Everything all... Everything all misty. Well, I'll look in again after rounds, do you mean? Rounds. Yeah, my foot. Taking... Taking a coffee break. You you got no... No right to... Doctoring's your job. Mm -hmm, Just so. Sleep, Mr. Whitney. Relax and let
2: go. Really, Gates.
3: Ridicu- ridiculous. Many. Many call, but few. This is the day of the Lord. The Lord.
0: How oh, asleep. I'm so glad.
2: So, you asked him what he'd say to St. Peter, eh?
0: Oh, dear, perhaps I shouldn't have. Did it worry him?
2: It'll do him good to give it some thought. Um, it's awfully uh,
0: restless.
2: Uh, uh, open. Uh, open up, uh, hmm. He must be dreaming he's taking somebody's temperature.
3: J. Ronimus Whitney is out here. Open.
2: Uh,
0: no, something else. Oh, I hope it's a nice dream. He's not a happy man, Dr. Fowler.
2: All he is is rich. And let's both resist saying money can't buy happiness.
3: St. Peter. What?
0: He's dreaming about St. Peter.
3: St. Peterson.
2: (laughs) He's got St. Peter mixed up with Chaplain Peterson. J. Barnabas Whitney. Sweet dreams of pearly gates or squeaky doors. Take your choice. I'll drop by later, Lydia May.
0: Yes, Doctor.
3: Bells, bells, bells.
0: That was last night, Mister
3: Whitney. A rhyming, chiming bells. Ain't hey, Peter. Oh. In your dream,
0: St. Peter and bells. How sweet!
3: I am J. Farmer's Whitney. Open the early gates.
1: Presto. J. Barnabas Whitney stands before the pearly gates. Don't ask me what legerdemain got him there. Only a dream, you say? More than that, I think. But what? Hocus Pocus? Black magic? For that matter, what was in that injection? But ask me in act two... Coming shortly, via the magic of radio. Ask me then, what happens to Mr. Whitney standing at the doors of paradise? And I will tell you. The pearly gates, celestial portals, the doors of paradise like none ever seen on Earth... And there before them stands J. Barnabas Whitney. Note that he no longer wears that embarrassing hospital gown he found so offensive. Appropriate to the occasion, he is nattily attired in top hat and tails as befits his once lofty position on earth. Note also that he is not impressed by the towering extravagantly ornate pearl-studded gates. He would much prefer the great steel doors to the vault of his earthbound bank. But where, pray, is St. Peter? Why is he not guarding his gates?
3: St. Peter, open up, confound it. What kind of hospitality is this, sir? Open, I say. I'm not used to this kind of treatment. <laughs> the amount of attention I get up here, you could put in an egg cup. I am Jay Barnabas Whitney. Open up. Excuse me, please. Why, Miss Stewart, where would you come from? I didn't see you arrive at the pearly gates.
0: I don't know how I got here. Suddenly, I was just here.
3: Like me, suddenly. Uh, Last thing I remember, I was in that miserable hospital bed, and then here.
0: Oh, the gates are beautiful. All carved gold and set with pearls. Uh,
3: Trifle overdone, I'd say. Uh, Pardon me while I knock again. I've been waiting up here now for... uh, 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 how do you measure time up here?
0: A thousand years is but the twinkling of an eye.
3: What? Huh? Oh. Yeah, yeah, some Bible verse, I believe. Well, it's not the twinkling of an eye to me. Not dignified to be kept waiting like this. Saint Peter! I'm not used to this kind of treatment. I demand attention. Maybe Saint Peter's taking a little rest. Keep. He's got no right to take a coffee uh, a- a- ambrosia break. Gatekeeping's his job. And insult, that's what this is.
0: Uh, may I knock, Mister Whitney?
3: Won't do any good. I'm the one with influence up here. May I? Uh, what do I care? Huh. Saint Peter, I- if there is such a being, couldn't even hear that.
0: <gasps> They're opening. The gates of heaven.
3: Why didn't I get that kind of attention? Oh, look.
0: Look inside. It's glorious.
3: What? Can't see. It's all misty in there.
0: And there's St. Peter. Where? Where? Coming toward us. Oh, how beautiful he is.
3: Why can't I... Uh, Oh, now
4: I see him. Yes, indeed mind-looking, uh, uh, chap. J. Barnabas Whitney and Lydia May Stewart, welcome to the gates of heaven.
0: Thank you, St. Peter.
4: Uh, you don't look the way I thought you'd look. No wings. Pictures of you always have wings. How could the mind of man possibly conceive how an angel would look? Oh, no, we couldn't. Does that clear up the matter, Mr. Whitney? No. You don't look like angels ought to look.
3: Darned if you don't look a little like Chaplain Peterson.
4: Because your mind still clings to earth. But in the fullness of time, you'll forget. Meanwhile, I must appear to you in some form you will recognize. Now then, I believe you both know the procedure here at the gates? Certainly. We present our
3: credentials to you. uh, That that is, we recount our good deeds on earth. Precisely. Uh, Miss Stewart, please. Uh, Now, just one minute. I was here first. Been cooling my heels out here since kingdom come. A thousand years is but... The, but... But the twinkling of an eye. I know all that. But
4: fair's fair. And heaven of all places ought to practice it. Very well, Mr. Whitney. To save time and temper, you may speak first. Uh, sit down, please. On what? No chairs. What? Oh, an oversight.
0: Look. Two jeweled chairs.
4: Hocus-pocus up here, huh? Be seated, please, and begin, Mr. Whitney. Very well. Uh,
3: Referring to saving time, St. Peter, and uh, never mind any more of that twinkling business, my banking firm on earth, a very old established firm, was managed with maximum efficiency. But I... Dare say you know that. We know everything here. We, too, are an old, established firm. That's my point about efficiency. You know my case history, yet you waste time going through this credential nonsense.
4: Isn't my whole life written on that scroll you're carrying? It is. But we are interested in knowing your own interpretation of your life. Therefore, J. Barnabas Whitney, your good deeds, please. I gave a great deal of money... To charity. Ah. Did it cost you anything to do that?
3: That Cost me. Cost me thousands. I could have bought all kinds of valuable possessions with the money I gave away. Excuse me, St. Peter. I do
0: remember Mr. Whitney's name on many lists of contributions.
4: Ah, yes. Public acclaim. Uh, Sir, did you ever give money without making the gift public? Why the devil would I do that? Then who would know who gave the money? That's quite so. Are your good deeds finished? F- finished?
3: I've only begun.
0: <clears throat>
3: Why? All my life I did things for people. And precious little thanks I got. If, take my
4: mother in law. For donkey's years, I paid for her apartment. Correction. You paid for her small cubicle in a rooming house and did you ever call on a lonely old lady she wasn't my
3: mother now wait there's lots more uh, oh oh yes i made the best of even bad days you can ask miss stewart and every sunday i went to church except of course when you played golf a man needs some recreation but you just check that scroll there. Every Sunday when the weather was bad, I was in church. And Monday,
4: Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Monday, Tuesday. Well, what does that mean? On weekdays, did you ever give any thought to what you heard in the Lord's house on Sunday?
3: Now, look here, St. Peter. Weekdays, I had other things in my mind. Important things. Sinners need to worry. Need to pray a lot. That kind of doo-dah. But not me. And I just might remind you that on Sundays, it wasn't easy for me to put up with church. I had to rub shoulders with certain persons who had the gall to come in there. Joe Hinkle, for one. An ex-convict, sir. He'd sit there in front of me till i get so mad, I'd, I'd, I'd...
4: Want to hit him?
3: See? See, you do know everything. Yes. I want to hit him. But kindly take note that I didn't.
4: Ah. You made friends with him instead. Friends? With a jailbird? May I call your attention? No. No, you may not. Just skip the sermons, thank you. As you wish. Now, Miss Stewart, let us consider your life. Hold on here. I'm not finished with mine yet. Oh, yes, Mr. Whitney. You are quite finished. Uh, Miss Stewart, your good deeds, please. Now, look here. Sit down, Mr. Whitney. Uh, Miss Stewart...
0: Oh, dear. I I did so many wrong things, I'm afraid they cancel out the good things. My goodness, I can't even remember any good ones. I
4: feel so bad about the bad ones. Then I shall consult my scroll. And your patience while I unroll it. Ah, yes. Here we are. Uh, Miss Stewart, you always tithed your income. Gave 10% to the Lord's work. Oh, but it was so little. Because your income was little. Even so, I see you often gave more than the biblical tithe. That winter day when you badly needed a pair of gloves, on your way to the thrift shop to buy a pair, you gave the money to a beggar. All those beggars are fakes.
0: Mr. Whitney, maybe some are. But I always thought, what if... One, just one, is in real need, and I pass him by. So I gave to all not to miss that one. Oh,
4: rubbish. And I see here that you spent a great deal of time calling on the sick, the lonely, the outcast, the unlovable. Oh,
0: it didn't take much time.
4: Mr. Whitney, did you ever pay such visits?
3: Me? I was a busy man, sir. What are are those bells clanging about?
4: They are summoning us within. Oh. High time, too. Lydia May Stuart. the angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, bid me tell you that we have sufficient information regarding your sojourn on earth. They further bid me say that whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Hmm. Seems to me someone else said that a while ago. Lydia May Stuart. this is the day the Lord hath made. Rejoice and be glad in it. You may enter into paradise.
0: Oh, thank you, St. Peter. And all the company of heaven. A
4: tarry, a moment, please. J. Barnabas Whitney. Yes? The angels and archangels and all... Skip all the claptrap and get to the point. All and it all the company of heaven. Bid me tell you that we have sufficient information regarding your sojourn on earth. And you may not enter into paradise. What? Many are called, but few are chosen. A camel, sir, can go more easily through the eye of a needle than you into paradise. Hate needles. Hate them. And just because I'm rich, born with a silver spoon in my mouth, you keep me out of heaven? You were a poor man. Poor in heart. And your heart bypassed the good you might have done. If those are the
3: rules you play by up here, they're rotten. Now you listen to me, St. Peter. St. Peter. I can quote scripture, too. So can the devil. There's no such thing as a devil. Judge not, the Bible says, and confound it, you're
4: judging me. You have judged yourself. Every syllable you uttered testified to your own deep judgment of your time on Earth. If I'd been mealy-mouthed,
3: buttered you up, I'd be through those gates right now. Well, let me tell you. Down on Earth, I belong to all the best clubs. ...where certain kinds of colors of people weren't allowed.
4: And I'm damned if I'll be discriminated against and blackballed up here. I don't believe you'd like this, uh, club, Mr. Whitney. You wouldn't care for the company of heaven. Your mother-in-law is inside. And Joe Henkel, the jailbird. And certain other kinds of colors you don't wish to associate with. Those people? <laughs> well, then... No,
3: thank you. Not my sort at all. Come, Lydia May. I thought the population of heaven was cherubim seraphim. Not a lot of riffraff.
0: We'll miss you, though.
3: Sorry I can't return a compliment. (laughs) Pearly gates. Tacky. Tacky. Well, now, let's see what I... Wait, wait a minute, Saint Peter, come back, Saint Peter, Saint, uh, Saint Peter, sir, please come back. You called. You, uh, you're you're inside and and outside too. What uh, is it, Mister Whitney? I, uh, I, uh, what is it? Uh, I, I, I just realized. There's... Getting blackballed out of heaven mean I'll go down down, down into the f- f- fire of
4: hell. I don't know about down, Mister Whitney. I do know to be shut out of heaven is hell. The the, the
3: devil won't blackball ball me. Is is that what you're saying? He'll let me into hell. Oh,
4: the devil discriminates
3: against no one. But let me into heaven. I'll make resolutions. I'll write anonymous checks. I'll tithe. I'll I'll give to beggars. I'll. Goodbye, Mr. Whitney. Gone. He's gone. I'm doomed. The devil with it.
2: You called, Mr. Whitney. The devil. At your service, my friend. I would prefer, however, to be addressed by one of my more distinguished names. Lucifer, Mephistopheles, His Satanic Majesty Beelzebub, Prince of Darkness, and Foul Fiend has a nice ring to it. Now shall we get down to business.
4: i preferred rather prefer Foul
1: Fiend, I think. Yes, it does have a nice alliterative ring. Now, no nagging questions, please, as to how this phantasmagoria has come to pass. The finite mind is not equipped to fathom the supernatural. The only thing we can know for certain in this hellish situation is that the devil's tricks are never in short supply. Beyond that, we must simply take matters as they come in Act Three. We can hardly pass off lightly the evil presence of the Prince of Darkness, nor can J. Barnabas Whitney. Certain that he knows the demonic nature of Foul Fiend's errand at the Pearly Gates, the poor fellow stands all a tremble. Do not feel superior, my friends. Would you comport yourself any better face to face with the devil incarnate? If you recognized him, that is. The devil wears many guises. Repeatedly, you have been in his presence and never knew his face. He wears no disguise now. Yet J. Barnabas, still clinging to a rag of hope, asks a pitiful question.
3: Are are, are you really the devil? Uh, excuse me, are you really his satanic majesty? Would you say I look like him? Uh, horns, tail,
2: cloven hooves? Yes. You've got much to answer for, J. Barnabas Whitney. This get-up is your doing. What? Would I wear a cheesy prehensile tail and trashy horns from choice? This is how you imagined I would
3: look. But uh, your face. You have a complaint regarding my countenance? Oh, 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 no, sir. No, 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 no. But, but it reminds me of, of. Some arch enemy on Earth. Dr. Fowler. Fowler. Foul fiend. You're one and the same. Only because your mind equates us as the same. Now, shall we get down to business? Down. You'll take me down, down, down... ...into the fire and brimstone of hell. Be so kind as to give the devil his due.
2: Hell is not necessarily down. My own imagination is too fertile and cunning... ...to limit hell's geography. Hell may be right here at the tacky, pearly gates. On the other hand, it may indeed be down... ...since that is where you think it is. Shall we then descend to the netherworld. Not fair. It's not fair.
3: What did I ever do to deserve hell? A uh, few little errors, a small wickedness or two. That that's all.
2: Humans have an apt quotation catch the smallest devil by the tail, and he will lead you to his master. You caught many a small devil, Barney, and they have led you to me. I in turn will lead you to some very distinguished company below.
3: No! Get thee behind me, Satan. Uh Aha!
2: The devil can quote a scripture and so can you. Come now, stop struggling against fate. Relax and let go. He said that. Fowler said it. I said it. One last quotation, not however biblical. Let the devil take the hindmost. That is what I'm doing. You are the hindest of the hindmost, J. Barnabas Whitney.
3: Come. No! Miss Stewart, Lydia May, help me, help, help!
0: St. Peter, poor Mr. Whitney is still knocking and crying out there. It's impertinent of me, but I do wish he could have another chance.
4: He will. Everyone gets another chance. If only humans realize that.
3: Help me, Miss Stewart. Help, help. I'm right
0: here, Mr. Whitney, and I've sent for the doctor.
3: Down, down, down. I'm burning.
0: I'm burning. Oh, Doctor, I'm so glad you're here. Mm. He's having a terrible nightmare. He's feverish. He's burning up.
3: Please, my chance. Please. Please. All right, all
2: right, Mr. Whitney. Hmm. Well, that kind of sleep won't do him any good. (gasps) Thrashing around like a dervish. Mr. Whitney. Mr. Whitney. What? Wake up. Wake up, Mr. Whitney. What?
3: Where? Uh, uh, What?
2: That's better. That's it now. All right. Open your eyes.
3: Get wide awake. Doctor Fowler? Is it... Is is it you? (laughs) Well,
2: now, who else? (laughs) You didn't have a very happy sleep, did you? I'm not dead. Of course you're not dead. <laughs> you're fine. Just
0: fine, Mr. Whitney.
3: Miss Stewart. Oh, am I glad you're here. Gloves. want to buy you a pair of gloves. Fur-lined. The best leather. He's delirious again. <sighs> Very soon. Delirious. Yes. That's it. I made it all up. I made the whole thing up. Tell me I made it up.
2: (laughs) Mr. Whitney,
3: whatever it was, you certainly did. No, no, no. St. Peter, he he wouldn't let me into paradise. No, and then the foul fiend came, and then... And lost. Doomed. Nonsense. You were dreaming. You
2: and Miss Stewart had talked about St. Peter, and that's what triggered you to dream about him. (laughs) That nightmare didn't mean a thing.
3: You don't think so? Not a thing. Maybe. Maybe it didn't. But it told me something all the same. It told me, dream or no dream, I'm not fit for heaven. Miss Stewart is. She got in, but not me. Not me. Oh,
2: no, no, no. We mortals don't really know what keeps
3: us out or gets us into heaven. Oh, but yes, we do, Doctor. We know well enough. But people like me don't pay it any mind. Go your own way, make your own rules. Well, wait, I forgot. I know what to do now. Uh, Where's Miss Lydia May Stewart?
0: I'm right here, Mr. Whitney.
3: Listen, now listen. I'll write a check to your favorite charity. But don't you put my name on any list. Anonymous. You understand? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. And send for from Peterson. I blackballed him before. Huh? I wouldn't let him in. Get him. Get him right now. Get him, Lydia Mae.
0: I'm going, Mr. Whitney. He's just across the hall. Yeah, and and hurry. I I may not
2: have much time. Now, 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 now. Calm down, Mr. Whitney. Tell him I want him right away. And I want you to take this capsule and
3: get back to sleep. Sleep? With all I've got to do? A lifetime of mistakes to make up for? What'll I say to St. Peter the next time, if I haven't got any credentials? No, no, doctor, don't bother me with capsules and sleep and claptrap. Just get me Chaplin Peterson. (sighs) Oh, no, 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 what's the use? A man can't make up for a lifetime of catching small
4: devils by their tails.
0: Here's Chaplain Peterson, Mr. Whitney.
4: Uh Oh, well. Now, Mr. Whitney, what's this I hear? St. Peter. You look like St. Peter. (laughs) No one knows how St. Peter looks. Now, what's this about a change of heart? No use, Chaplain. No use. It's, It's too late. It's not too
3: late, Mr. Whitney. It's never too late. Yeah, that's what you chaps always say. But you have to say it. It's your job we say it. Because it's true. True. Not too late. What if it really...
4: Is it true, chaplain? You give me your word. I'll do better than that. I'll give you the Lord's word. He said... J. Barnabas Whitney
3: can go back and undo what he did wrong. Make up for what he didn't do right. I'll give money to charity and not publicize it.
4: No, no, no. Wait just a minute, Mr. Whitney. We cannot buy our way into heaven. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Should
3: have realized that. Lots of good deeds, then. That's it. St. Peter made that very clear.
4: Let's get something else straight. In your dream, St. Peter was the way J. Barnabas Whitney imagined he would be. He said what you believed, he would say. Uh, it,
3: it, in, in, in other words, my concept of an angel f- fell a little short. I'm afraid so. Yeah, like I've fallen short. All of us have. But
4: regardless of the mess we make of our lives... Now, now listen, St. Peter. You said it wasn't too late. Oh, please. I am not St. Peter. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. No matter how you fall short, God loves you. No.
3: Not me. He couldn't. You see, I threw him out. Just the way I threw you out. You didn't throw him out. Hmm. Well, then what would you call it? Oh, Oh, sure. I went to church. Yes, indeed. The thing to do. Met people with money and position. Made good contacts. That's why I went to church. Didn't listen to the sermons. Didn't really believe in God or the devil. Oh, yeah, the devil. He's real, too. Huh. Looks like Doctor Fowler here. If, uh, no, no offense, Doctor. <laughs> None taken. I only believed in J. Barnum Whitney. You don't call that throwing the Lord out, Chaplain. You can't throw him out. He won't go. Well, put it another way, then. He threw me out. Never. 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 Hallelujah. Well. Oh, what do you know? Never. Me, did you hear that, Lydia May? Did you hear that, Doctor?
0: Happy New Year, Mister Whitney. Oh, 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 oh,
3: oh! The New Year. I, I've got resolutions to make. What a man sows, he reaps, you know. (laughs) Ring
2: out the old, Mr. Whitney. Ring in the new.
3: Right, right, you are. (laughs) Ring out those beautiful bells. Bells, bells. This is the year the Lord has made. And I've got a second chance. Hallelujah!
1: The psychologists mean when they say dreams are truths we don't know or won't face? Well, in the twinkling of an eye, J. Barnabas faced them. There's no telling, of course, if you'll keep those resolutions. But wouldn't you, if you had faced both St. Peter and Lucifer, even if those encounters were inventions of your own feverish mind? Well, let me tell you, this account, fantasy or no, has given me pause. Just to be on the safe side, I plan to make a few resolutions of my own. You might give some thought to the matter yourself. I'll be back in a moment. first told to me, I began to wonder about the origin of the phrase the pearly gates. It derives from a logical source, the Bible. Chapter 21 of Revelation describes the new heaven, the holy city of the new Jerusalem. But it doesn't talk about just one pair of gates as in our story. Listen to verse 21. The twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each gate made of a single pearl. Think about it. One enormous pearl per gate. Oh, by the way, what credentials will you present to St. Peter when you arrive at those pearly gates? Think about that, too. Our cast included Fred Gwynn, Terry Keane, Court Benson, and Norman Rose. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown.